Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No, the players are going to vote to play because guess what players do, Darren? They play and they want to play. But in the end, the owners are going to kibosh it because it's going to cost them too much. <laughs> so it's going to be on the owners. That's my prediction. We're going to get this baton really far in the relay race. And then it's going to be dropped near the finish line. That's my prediction on wow. this. This is the Rod Peterson Show. I, I'm still astounded. Stop the world! I want to get off! It's bizarro world. Isn't it? As my brother said yesterday, it's like we're in a twilight zone, and that had nothing to do with with what's happened today. That was something else. Uh, And who would have thought? By by the way, Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world, welcome to Hour 2 of the ERP Show. This is what we call the second half kickoff. Coming up, uh, the voice of the Regina Pats Hockey Club on radio, God's team, Phil Andrews. We got hung up on our first two topics of our quick six show topics today and never got to three, four, five, and six. And we won't. But who would have thought a referee being fired in Canada by the NHL would usurp the Canadian Football League owners asking their players to take a further 20% pay cut in order to play this year if there's no fans allowed? It's completely derailed the CFL discussion. Mm-hmm. So, And that's fine. But... I don't even have the news story here, but here's what's going on. Here's what's the latest, folks. And we are live coming to you here from the sweatpants capital in Western Canada on this Wednesday, March 24th. The NHL fired referee Tim Peel this morning. He's refed over 1,300 games because last night in the Detroit-Nashville game, he had left his mic on and he admitted to one of the players that he made a makeup call. How'd he get one on Nashville? NHL fired him today. Now, here's here's the thing i gotta defer to the moose here man we have the best team by the way in broadcasting you do your thing i do my thing those guys do their thing those people do their thing we all work together and it wins yeah so you were reading some little blog in the news break well i ran out that's right i'm i'm flabbergasted that's why i said i can't believe what you were telling me the paul stewart has said about tim peel yeah i'm stunned uh Paul Stewart wrote the article, the former referee. Yeah. One of the greatest, right? Um, around for a long time. And he basically backed the NHL and said he needed to be fired immediately because you can't fabricate a call ever. You know, the integrity of officiating. He didn't fabricate a call. And my thought instantly, is, and there's a whole long article on it, and you can Google it, I'm sure, and find it. Um, the fabricate, like, when you're doing, when a makeup call happens... Or when you're trying to balance things out or manage the game, you're not making a call up. Like for me to you saying that I slashed you. I'm like, I didn't even touch him. That's not happening. Okay. But what might happen is they're watching for the next time that I get close and my stick gets close to you or I wrap my arms around. And it kind of looks like it could be a hold, even though I'm not really infracting you, but it's kind of happening. Ticky tack. I'll, I'll call it. You go looking for something, waiting for something that, Anything that resembles a penalty, and then you call. You're not it. making it you up. You don't make it up and just blow your whistle when nobody's touching. And that's each what other. Paul Stewart's sta- saying. And I'm astounded because I was a Paul Stewart fan. But this is driving me even further crazy. Travis Backman's watching from Pure Country FM. Great guy. I love Travis Backman. He says Kerry Fraser nailed it. The firing of Peel is a joke to say the least. Kerry Fraser said that. I remember watching a documentary where Kerry Fraser was interviewed and he said, my officiating has never decided a game. I took my shoe off and threw it at the TV. I'm like, you're lying. You're lying. Don't tell me officiating has not dictated the outcomes in games for 100 years. So now Kerry Fraser comes out and supports Tim Peel? That shocks the the hell out of me. I'm sorry to rant for Bronco plumbing and heating, but why is everybody lying? Can we just get to the truth here? You're trying to tell me the makeup calls hasn't happened for a hundred and however many years of NHL hockey. And you're going to fire this guy because the hot mic caught it. It's not his fault. That's what he said. And we said it an hour ago. Those of us that have been in the game of hockey our entire lives, not only know the makeup calls are a thing, we don't have a problem with it. Oh, we got a penalty, but it's just a makeup call. Yeah. And the complete opposite. So put yourself in the playoffs, 
And you could talk to your referee and be like, look, it, he tripped him, but it didn't affect the play, so I didn't call it. And you're like, well, it's a penalty. You should have called it. Well, he knew that calling that penalty in overtime of the playoff game, a trip that didn't affect the game, would have led, could have led to a power play that ended up with a goal based on an accident. Doesn't affect the game. He doesn't call it. That's managing the game. From our viewers, and bring, bring it in. Bring in as much viewer comments if we can. Um, from the Hockey Club, watching in Tallahassee, Florida, the Hockey Club podcast in Tallahassee. He says, football guys don't understand the importance of managing a hockey game. 60 nonstop minutes of action versus stop-and-go football with time to cool down. Refs temper violence. They absolutely do. And it's just, for years, I was told as the hockey guy working in football, stick to hockey. Now I finally get a chance to say, stick to football. Because this is the way the game's officiated. And I'm highly, highly disappointed in the National Hockey League that they would fire a guy, a 1,300-year veteran, over doing nothing wrong. His only thing, I guess, is saying that he made a makeup call. He shouldn't have admitted it to anybody. Just keep it inside. From Nugsy, the voice of the Hounds, he says, as a Leafs fan, I feel even more strongly about that, Rod. Kerry Fraser, give me a break. John Burns has dropped five bucks to get his comment read. The only fans of sports talk here. He says, uh, John Burns in Calgary, game six, 2004. The audio clip of the video review guys saying, we can let Martin Zelena get a fourth series winning goal. I'm sure it's somewhere. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. I'm trying to go through this. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. The comments are coming in so crazy. I, I, I got to get caught up here. Troy Westwood, we got to give him equal time. Westy watching in Winnipeg Live. He says, there are aspects of the game that officials will manage. The rules are not one of those aspects. The players, through their skill, effort, and decision-making, determine the outcome, not an official managing the rules. It must be nice to live in a world of sunshine, rainbows, pixie dust, and unicorn pee. I know. It's not the way it is. I, it's not the way it is. We'll say to Troy's comment, though, he's, he's right in that comment, I think. You know, players determine the outcome, not an official managing the rules, determining the outcome. But that official's, you know, trying to manage the game so that the players determine the outcome. Just keep it fair. Keep it right even. to the Don't end. Don't let it get out of control. Robin watching in Prince Albert, the gateway to the north, says Bronco plumbing and heating, getting a lot of plugs today. Keep it up, Rod. Love it. I'm just astounded. I'm your authorized Bryant Furnace dealer. You were on a Zoom call this morning. You missed our very important pre-show meeting. I know. You missed the whole thing. I said to Clark, I've really realized something the last two years since I stepped out of the machine, the full-time machine of the pro sports world how much people don't understand. I lived in a vacuum for 46 years of my life in it. When I got out of it, I'm like, people don't understand what goes on in the vacuum. Is it our job to tell them or not? I don't know. I'm lost. To, to think that they, the, the players decide it. No, yes, in, fat, in fantasy, yes, in the fantasy world. I don't mean fantasy football. It would be nice that the players decided. Darren, didn't you say in the break, in the perfect world, we wouldn't even need refs? That's the idea, right? The refs are there to, like, to let them play. And the games where there's no penalties called are the best games ever. And we know there's infractions here and there, but they don't affect the game. The trip doesn't affect the game. So we let them go. You know, and in football, the less flags, the better. You know, there's holding and there's different things on every play. But if it's not affecting the play, creating an advantage, taking an advantage away, if it's not cheating, then it doesn't need to be called. That's what I mean by managing the game, right? Deciding what's warranted of a call, right? And what's not. And we do this in every aspect of life. You do it disciplining your kids and setting rules on curfews. You do it, you know, police do it with the law, right? With all the time, right? When we issue warnings for being two kilometers an hour over the speed limit. Yeah. You know, you understand the situation, but it's in a school zone. So we hammer down because that's dangerous. Like, you know what I mean? You have to be able to apply these things. And now Jason and Red Deer. 
Calls have never decided the outcome of a game. Remember the Sharks versus Knights? Knights up by three, I think, and got a five-minute major because of a stupid call and cost them three goals during that power play. They lost the game. Don't tell me. That's why I threw my shoe at the television when Kerry Fraser said his officiating has never decided a game. You've reffed over a 1,000 games you never have. You're lying to me. Stop lying to me. And as long as people continue to lie in leadership enforcement positions, I have less and less faith in the integrity of the world, sports or otherwise. Doug McKell watching football coaches, you know, from Indian Head. Mm -hmm. Unless you can find something other than a human to be a referee, you have to let the referee be human. We say it all the time. This is great, great, great. Perfect segue to the CFL, by the way. Jeff the Stamps fan says in Calgary, I remember referee Danny Davis cost the British Bulldogs the WWF tag team title in 1986. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) Yes. What are you saying? It's fixed. Listen, can we just delve to the CFL for a second? Yes. And this is scary for the CFL that a referee being fired has been a hotter topic on what we'd like to believe is a CFL show, then the news from Dave Naylor last night on TSN that the owners in the CFL have proposed a 20% pay cut to the players in the event they have to start the season on time, but with no fans. Do I need to go back and say what the agent texted me? I, I can paraphrase it. He said they've already taken one pay cut. You add this second pay cut, there will be guys that will be taking a 30 to 40% pay cut just to play this year. And on the heels of this, Clark has just informed me that Delvin Bro has announced his retirement from professional football. One of the biggest stars in the Canadian Football League and a great guy and the kind of person that you want in the Canadian Football League just said, I've, I've weighed the I can't. And what did I say an hour ago? I don't like this at all. I'd like to see this CFL go out and sell more sponsorships, raise more money. That's what I'd like to see. But that's not the way the guys running the CFL look at it. It's cut, 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 cut. And we got, we'll have a little extra money here from the TV deal that we can get things going. And that will allow us to play games to enable single game betting. And all of a sudden we're going to be rich again and we're going to save all this and we don't need the XFL. That's my read on it. And the sucky thing for the players is that they got to make a decision. And that decision is, can I play for this or can I not? And Delvin Bro, or will I play for this or will I not? And Delvin Bro said, no, I won't. And I know exactly where they're coming from. I laugh at the people that don't understand how we got started with what we're doing here. I could have gone and worked at some radio station anywhere in this country, but I would have uproot and move and work for this. And I don't want to. No. So we're going to do this. These players are looking at the same thing. Is it worth it to me to uproot my family, move to another country, barely be able to pay to live? For what? Delvin Bro's already been to the NFL. What's he got to prove? Right? I can see the young kids. That's right. I can see the young kids doing it. Or playing the fan-controlled football league because we had a wonderful discussion an hour ago with Don Unamba of the Ottawa Red Blacks who said, guys, played in that league, the fan-controlled football league, because they just wanted to play the game. And actually, I was just reading in the last 24 hours, those guys got three to $500 a week cash in their pocket to play in the fan control football league. I know it's not much, but to weigh the risks to come to Canada, if you're an American, what you're going to be out with taxes and costs and expenses, you could see how that would be a very viable option for a young American football player, right? And this is a topic, you know what, we'll debate it deep on Friday with John Frenzy, whereby maybe the Canadian Football League becomes 85% Canadian. There is that thought. It used to be that. Up until late 60s, mid to late 60s, and into the 70s, it used to be that. And it paid very well. Paid more than the National Football League, kids. It's a true story. The question is, could they sell it? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Would enough Canadians watch it and buy tickets for it to be viable? That's the $64,000 question. So anyways, I've yapped enough. we got about a minute and a half before we bring on Phil the Thrill. Your take on the CFL uh, pay cut proposal? Because the players are going to take it. You know they're going to take it. Some play, Yeah, there's enough players. And there's enough players that aren't in the Canadian Football League that would love to play. You know, um, 
college players who never got an opportunity to play pro, who just need a chance on a pro roster, don't have the greatest tape, but all of a sudden they get that opportunity, they'll play. There's enough, you know, U sports players yeah. oh, to play. Yeah. That that's not going to unfortunately that's gonna, not going to be an issue. It's a matter of how much are they willing to let the the overall product drop to still play. Um, that'll be the question. But to me, it was positive and exciting to hear that there was a plan because we all just hope there's a plan, but we never actually hear it, you know. And we never hear are they actually thinking about playing on time? They say they want to start on time, but we don't really believe them because we haven't heard anything. Well, now we know that they've actually tabled a proposal. And they actually have an option. And if they say no, then at least we knew that was the option to play on time. And now, we're, now we know that we're waiting until they let us put fans in the stands. Right? If the players say no, then we'll know that the next option is for the CFL to wait for fans in the stands. So um, to me, it was optimism you know, when I first heard it. But I feel so bad for the players. I feel so bad for the players because those veterans who are taking the biggest dollar figure in cuts, 20%, the more you make, it's a bigger cut. Those are the guys I feel bad for because well, they got decisions to make. One day, people are going to look back and go, Rod was right. I said this league's going to be unrecognizable by the time it comes back, and today is more proof of that. Just a couple quick text messages from Todd in Langenberg says, does it change anything if Peel was the one who left his own mic on from the Prairie Mobile text line? So what? He exposed this dirty little secret that's actually true because he was caught on a live mic? Why should he be fired? But I guess it happens. Jim Wagner, morning, boys. We are not going off the rails. We are completely off the rails on this crazy train. Have a great day, all. Regarding officiating, Devin and Regina says WWF referee Earl Hebner had more controversies, i.e. Bret Hart, Montreal, screw job. Please, let's not compare the NHL to the WWF. Can we stop with the comparisons? And from Metal Shingle Guy, he says, so the cap went down 20%. How do the Yargos get there? The cap hasn't gone down at all. You have to understand, the cap is at $5.3 million. It's not gone down. They have arbitrarily asked the players to voluntarily take pay cuts of 20% on top of the original 20%. The cap's still there. When TSN starts paying them their TV money, they're still going to get this amount of money. The difference is the wiggle room between what they're paying the players and what they're getting from TSN. That's where the money's coming from. I wondered where they were going to get the money. Now we know. Off the players' backs. We'll be back. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, live on YouTube and Facebook. And listen live for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Podcast listeners, RP here to talk about Manscaped. Moose DuPont's with me as well. Moose, ask me about the Lawnmower 3.0. Rod, tell me about the Lawnmower. Okay, 3.0? The Lawnmower 3.0. Listen, I've had this thing for what now? A month, maybe five weeks. Guys, I'm telling you, we've been doing it wrong. I'm going to tell you a little bit more about it. And you're just like me. You've been using big clunky razors. You've been using extension cords you've been awkwardly maneuvering yourself over the toilet bowl or the sink how about a battery operated small handheld with a headlight so you see where you're going oh my god to sort of get those nooks and crannies you know what i'm saying no chafing (laughs) well i'm getting to that but i'm telling you it gets to the nooks and crannies that your regular facial shaver or a, a clipper doesn't get to this guy this guy the manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 was specifically designed for men. Okay, a lot of thought went into this. Don't just willy nilly, you willy. <laughs> Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. Any other questions? I got to try it. I'm sold. <laughs> I still haven't tried it. All I've been able to do is listen to your testimonial. Okay, so right now, you guys, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. All one word, fansided20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code fansided20. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. All right. Welcome back, everybody. I had to change my Rockstar Supply Chain's uh, bunny hug. I was uh, was, uh, killing me under these lights. But anyways, we love their sponsorship. That's why I was wearing it. 
Um, couple things. I, we're clearly not going to reach a consensus here. Troy Westwood and I having a bit of a battle. It would be nice if we were on the same show together. I understand the concept of makeup calls. Been around forever. Don't even have a problem with it. Why are you firing somebody? And Westwood says, what do you mean makeup call? That's almost like he's shocked that that was a thing in, the, in hockey. And before we bring in Phil Andrews, the uh, voice of the Regina Pats, Doug McKell, I mentioned that football coach of the uh, Broncos writing in. He says, hey, Roddy, can you pass on condolences to Phil? He is married to Scoop McCabe's granddaughter. And let's bring in Dr. Phil, the voice of the Pats. Phil, is he a Scoop passing away? What a gem of a man. Uh, in 2003, he inducted, inducted myself and Scruffy into the Rural Sports Hall of Fame. And at that time, I didn't realize how big of a deal that was. This is a guy that ran this Rural Sports Hall of Fame and Museum in, in Indian Head, Saskatchewan. Just a fantastic guy. We lost a great one. You knew him very well. Yeah, 26 years uh, he ran that, that sports hall in Indian Head. And, and you know, for a, a little small place... The things that he had in that hall that he had collected in, in his lifetime and just, you know, his time spent, you know, roaming the sidelines at, at Mosaic Stadium and taking pictures for the Indian Head newspaper. Um, you know, it, it was an incredible place and something that he was very proud of. And, you know, he's left a great legacy, I think, in, in this province. And you know, I was very lucky to to be able to meet him and, you know, see him on, on holidays and Christmas and that type of thing. And in my time, you know, being married, you know, now almost 12 years with my wife. So, I, I mean, to get to know him uh, and, and, like I said, a great legacy is part of the fabric of sport in this province. I uh, had a real good passion for, you know, especially, you know, the the young youth and, and, you know, the, the people that, you know, that sport can impact in a positive way. Uh, I think he was an incredible human being and, and, and definitely will be missed. Yeah. I love yeah. him. He's and, a, a great uh, man. Yeah. The whole family, no shock. You married into it. Great people. And his hall of fame <laughs> was as good or better than the Canadian football hall of fame. I'm not joking. Somebody's told me since uh, he's been sick, it's, it's fallen off what it was. And we just don't have enough people like that in this country anymore fighting for what's important. But anyways, mm-hmm. thanks, Doug, for the reminder. And my condolences to your family, Phil, on the passing of Ken Scoop McCabe. Great guy. Now, before we talk about the pats and the ice, I told the boys around here that you would have a different opinion than me. You and I don't see things the same. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> on the makeup call, does Tim Peel deserve to be fired for being caught on a hot mic admitting a makeup call last night in the Detroit-Nashville game? Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I think it's one of those things that goes unsaid, you know, like anybody that's watched hockey for a long time knows it happens on a a very regular basis. You know what I mean? Like you see it all the time. Uh, the fact that he said it, uh, I don't, I wouldn't fire him. I I'll say that. Um, I mean, I'd reprimand him like, what the heck you doing? Like, you know, but it's a mistake, right? Like I, I don't know. Like, it happens. It's it's a part of it's a part of hockey, and uh, the fact that he actually said it, people know for sure that it's real. I guess is uh, something that the the NHL won't like. But I mean, I he, it's it's unfortunate that he said it, and people know about it. But it's a real thing. So I, I mean, if you're selling the truth, uh, I'd have a hard time firing somebody about that. I know, and I'm just I'm I'm very disappointed in Paul Stewart coming out and saying the NHL did the right thing. Oh, did you ever make a makeup call, Paul? That's what I'd like to know because every single ref does it probably almost every single game. So it's it, yeah, it's it's part of the game. I mean, like you see it all the time. Like you know, if you're a team that's had three power plays to start the game, that you're going to be on the penalty kill next. Like, you know what I mean? Like that, it's just yeah. the, the refs manage the game. It's a part of it. It's, it's, it's how it goes. So, yeah. and, and, and on the single betting you. thing, people are writing in saying, oh, with betting, huge. We can't have people know that there's makeup calls. Well, I look at it and say, well, now you know. Because we're not going to, what, go, go back and change the way the game's been ref for 100 years. So it's a fascinating exactly. discussion. It's a fascinating discussion. And maybe we'll come back around on... Yeah, because viewer comments here, but Philzy, this is your time. You uh, scheduled this for us. So, Pats and Ice last night. We have a lot of Winnipeg viewers and listeners, as you know. The Winnipeg Ice thumped the Pats 8-3, but the Pats outshot them. I think it was 35-33. I thought it was a weird game. It was so weird, man. I mean, <laughs> you know, the Pats looked awful to start. I mean, that that 
you know, first 15 minutes of the game was, was not good. And, and then, you know, Masser scores and they kind of get a spark and then they start the second and they look like, you know, world beaters for 15 minutes. I mean, don't shoot them 11, two and, and then bang, 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 the, the ice score three times in what, just under four minutes and the, you know, the game's over, right? Uh, it's kind of been, you know, last night's a bit of a, you know, a microcosm, I think of, you know, the past season just kind of magnified. I think, I mean, you've seen every game, Rod. Uh, I mean, there've been times where they look very good and then there's times where it kind of snowballs on them. And, you know, it happened against Saskatoon where they, you know, they tie it in the third and then, you know, next thing you know, it's two minutes later and they're down six, three. Right. And so there, there have been some really good things for this team. And then times where, you know, it, it's gone the other way. And last night was, was definitely that, that way against a really good Winnipeg team. Well, I think we all know what the issue is, but uh, we're not saying it. It's the elephant in the room, and that's that. Patrolman Pete in Winnipeg says the ice top line looked amazing with Krebs and McLennan. Pats D just didn't have an answer for them. It was a very young blue line dressed by the Pats last night, and that that's uh, certainly part of it. Philzy, before we move on and just talk about the whole league, Connor Bedard, your thoughts on this whole thing? <laughs> Man, I, I feel like I... I sound like a, you know, fan. I, I mean, and I am like, you know, I love the Pats and I, I bleed blue. There's no doubt. But I, I mean, everybody that I talk to, that's what they want to talk about. Right. And, and rightfully so. Uh, but you're, you kind of run out of, of superlatives to, to just describe how incredible he is. I, I mean, last night was, you know, wasn't as maybe noticeable as he has been in, in the previous five games, but I mean, it's so hard to to remember every night that he's only 15 years old, right? And, and he's he's the Pats' best player. Like it, it, it's, uh, I mean, and, you know, you've been around the league a long time and seen a lot of great players. And I, I've been doing this for what now 10 seasons, and I've seen some some really good Pats that you know ended up top 10 in franchise scoring. But nobody has even been close to his level at that age. In, in I mean, and we're talking about you know Sam Still being a first round pick, and you know Adam Brooks, and you know. 250 points in his last two years like some really good players uh, we're witnessing something special right and, and uh, it's it's i just wish that there were people in the building to be able to see it because he deserves to have you know six thousand people in that brand center you know cheering him on every night because uh, he's he's special there's no doubt i think that's the best way to put it that's the crime of course um but at least you guys are playing and i i will say this i've seen players as good but not at 15. <laughs> That's the exactly. point. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, Everly was great at 17. You know, pretty good at 16, but he wasn't doing two points a game or having six-game point streaks. So that's that's the difference. He's as good as those older guys, but he's doing it at 15, and the question becomes, how good is he going to get? And that's the exciting thing by the time they're able to swing open the doors and move in. Um, you know, I'll say this too, Phil. I was on the Outsiders podcast in Edmonton Monday. Bryn Griffiths says, what's going on in the dub? We have a team in Edmonton. We don't hear anything about it. James Patrick of the Winnipeg Ice tells me, we got a great product, but we're in a crowded hockey mart in Winnipeg market. We need to get the word out. So let's get the word out and talk about the dub, Phil, because the games have been amazing in the Hub Center. Man, and I think a little bit surprisingly so, just how you know good it's gotten off to. You know, it was kind of... You know, you go into the season and, you know, a real short training camp where teams only have, what, like four days of practice. There's no preseason. And then, you know, we jump in an opening night and, you know, the Pats and Raiders played an incredible hockey game. And, and it's just continued, uh, you know, and you look around the teams in this East Division and the, the talent that's there. I, I mean, everybody's got a great top line. And then you look at, you know, the young guys that are coming up. I mean, Brandon's just stocked with you know, first round picks that are, you know, in their 16 and 17 year old seasons. You look at Winnipeg last night. I mean, obviously with Krebs and McLennan, but that Zach Benson that they draft in the first round, he had a three point night last night and they're not even with Carson Lambos who got hurt you know, a guy that's going to probably be a first round NHL pick. I mean, there are so many good players in this division and it's been incredible to watch. There's no doubt. I mean, it is, it is a great product and they have gotten up to a flying start. And it's, it's, it's uh, I feel very blessed to be able to be in the rink to watch it. I'll, I'll say that. It is a privilege. <laughs> Absolutely mm-hmm. no doubt no to doubt. be in there. And I, I treat it that way each and every game. Okay. 
something different, Phil. I've known you a long time. You're one of the biggest Blue Jays fans I know. So for our, <laughs> for the benefit of the Jays fans and baseball fans across this country, apparently they're winning today. From what I understand, they are facing the Yankees, or at least that's the last report I got. Are you getting worried about all these injuries in spring training as we get close to uh, game one? Yeah, there's there's definitely some worry. Uh, I mean, you know, Nate Pearson, a guy that you know everyone's real high on as a you know a starting pitcher for this team, and what he's dealt with, you know, going back even before the latest kind of rash of injuries, and then obviously George Springer with the the oblique. That's that's concerning because he's a guy that's going to be so massive offensively for this club. Um, so yeah, there, there's concern on the injury front, I think. Uh, uh, but at the same time, you know, while the Blue Jays are going to be good. I, I, my expectations, I think, were a little tampered in, in terms of, you know, you know, there's no expanded playoffs this year like there were last year. Like, they wouldn't have been a playoff team in a, in a normal year other than, you know, the pandemic and, you know, having that extra spots. So, I, I mean, I, they're in that tough AL East, man. And, and so, you know, if they get off to a slow start, it's going to be tough to claw back. But at the same time, I mean, they, they're a really good team. They've got depth there with those young guys. And if they can get some pitching, which uh, I think they've done some things to add to that group for the start of the year that, you know, that they can maybe challenge and be a team that, you know, is playing meaningful baseball once you get to, you know, July and August, which is what I think everybody hopes and, and maybe we're able to squeak into a, to a wild card spot in the, in the AL East. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's exciting that we're talking about it. That's what I'll say, because, you know, last year you didn't know if baseball was going to start. And, you know, I love being able to sit down and watch the Blue Jays, you know, 100 plus times a year. And yeah, so uh, it, it's it's exciting times. Absolutely. No doubt. Phil, a wonderful hockey chat with you. Uh, we'll see you in the arena. Thanks for the time. See you tomorrow, pal. The great Phil Andrews joining us on video chat here today. We got a lot to get to. I got to tell you, I just love this daytime sports talk because so much is going down. There's breaking news today. Delvin Bro of the Hamilton Tiger Cats announcing his retirement today. Watching us live on YouTube right now is a Tiger Cats fan. Goes by the handle CD on uh, YouTube. And CD writes, as a Tiger Cat fan from the USA, it hurts to see Delvin Bro retire, but I totally understand it. I'm a huge CFL fan and I want to see it survive, but cutting player salaries isn't going to do it. I agree. I don't, uh, I don't like the way it's going either. But there's no doubt the way the owners look at it and the top executives is we'll just build new stars. We'll get guys in that want to play for this wage and they'll become the stars. And in the case of Delvin Bro, I believe he's got kids. Uh, been in the NFL. Very accomplished guy. He's got to move on. He can't play for these terms. And so I actually see both sides. It sucks for the players. It sucks to be a under-contract CFL player right now. Sucks to be an owner of a CFL team right now, too. And this is the way that they've found to get onto the field this year, and it's looking like it, like it might actually happen. That's the good news, which reminds me, our poll question today is, given the latest news, do you feel there will be a CFL season? Our daily poll question is brought to you by Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. We'll talk about that and more when we come back. i got a huge sports update, too, today. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus Television, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports talk streaming for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Okay, welcome back. I just said to producer Clark, who came out of his cage here on the break, I said we could just read viewer comments until the end of the show because they're so hot, hot, hot. And they're coming in from all across the nation. Uh, This NHL firing of Tim Peel, which I'll get to in a minute in the sports update, is what everybody's talking about ahead of the CFL stuff. Cam on Vancouver Island watching on Game Plus TV says, This decision made by the NHL is just another spineless reaction to the fear of the cancel culture environment that the world has become. Hyperinflated virtue has caused people to overreact in every walk of life. This is ridiculous. From Dave Peters, says hockey officiating is built on the makeup call. The NHL has choked that it was finally exposed. 
Like, there's a lot of bad things about hockey. There's no doubt. The makeup call isn't one of them. If you want to start fixing, fixing things in hockey, don't worry about the makeup call. Nobody has a problem with it in hockey. And here's what I'm talking about. I'll get to more of your comments in a moment, but Tim Peel's career as an NHL referee is over after his voice was picked up by a TV microphone saying he wanted to call a penalty against the Nashville Predators. The league today announced that Peel, quote, no longer will be working NHL games now or in the future. The 54-year-old Peel had already made plans to retire next month. By the way, just to reinforce what Cam's saying, how spineless is that news release? He'll no longer be working NHL games now or in the future. How about saying we fired his ass? And here's why. NHL Vice President of Hockey Operations Colin Campbell said in a statement, Tim Peel's conduct is in direct contradiction to the adherence to that cornerstone principle that we demand from our officials and that of our fans, players, coaches, and all those associated with our game expect and deserve. There is no justification for his comments, no matter the context or intention. Come on, Colin. The NHL determined it was Peel's voice that was heard on the TV broadcast of the Predators' home game against the Detroit Red Wings after Nashville forward Victor Arvidsson was issued a minor tripping penalty five minutes into the second period. So if you guys want to go down this rabbit hole, let me ask you this. Are you going to eliminate all further makeup calls from the game from now moving forward to the end of time? Because that's what you're going to have to do. Because those of us that know, and I thought everybody knew, we're in Canada after all, are going to point out what a makeup call is. This is a corner that you've painted yourself in. Moving on, Jesse Wylonen had two goals and an assist as the Lavelle Rocket beat the Stockton Heat 4-2 Tuesday night in American Hockey League play. Otto Leskinen added a goal and an assist to help Lavelle extend its win streak to six games. Jake Lucchini also scored for the Rocket, while Caden Primo made 24 saves for the win. Louis Dumang stopped 30 of 34 shots for Stockton. I loved when he played for the Arizona Coyotes. Going to those games in Glendale, and they would play Louie, Louie. Oh, Louie. Now he's in the apple. Zachary Roa scored the shootout winner as the Blainville Boisbrain Armada down the Gatineau Olympic 4-3 on Tuesday in Quebec Major Junior League bubble play. Connor Fredette had two goals and a helper. Benjamin Tardif scored once and set up two more. And Victoriaville jumped out to a seven-goal lead on its way to a 9-1 win over the Ramuski Oceanic. Samuel Richard stopped 41 of 45 shots through regulation and overtime. And William Rolo scored the winner as Ruan Noranda used a shootout to edge the Rempart 5-4. Vancouver Canucks coach Travis Green is hopeful some of his ailing centers could be back in the lineup tonight against the Winnipeg Jets. The Canucks have been hit hard by injuries in recent weeks, including Captain Bo Horvat, who hobbled off the ice after taking a slap shot to the foot in Monday's 4-0 loss to the Jets. Horvat and fellow center Brandon Sutter are both day-to-day and have a chance to return to the lineup tonight. The Calgary Flames will try and avoid back-to-back losses in the nation's capital as they take on the Ottawa Senators tonight. Philip Gustafson earned his first NHL win on Monday, a 2-1 decision against the Flames. Calgary now 4-3 under new head coach Daryl Sutter. Meanwhile, the Oilers-Canadians game tonight in Montreal postponed due to COVID-19. Blue Jays in Tampa, Florida. We got an update on that, anybody? Last we heard, the Jays were leading 1-0 over the Yankees. They uh, spanked the Phillies 9-3 yesterday. Jays 13-8-1 in spring training. And one nothing. bottom of the first, Clark tells me. Thank you. The Raptors are in Tampa, Florida tonight, hosting the Denver Nuggets and hoping to avoid a double-digit losing streak. The Raptors have lost nine in a row heading into their matchup against the Nuggets. It's also Toronto's last game before the trade deadline. By the way, we have the new intern here, Rachel Bishop, and she has penned a wonderful blog at our website, rodpeterson.com, on why the Raptors should trade Kyle Lowry. I say they should not. You got to go read it. Rachel's a good one. We're proud to have her. 
This sports update for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis with the best team of writers across Western Canada and the Pacific Northwest. Visit today, dubnetwork.ca. That's the thing. I got these people in such markets as Edmonton and Winnipeg saying, we have a team in our town. Nobody covers it. What's going on? Well, it's very easy for us because we absolutely love the Western Hockey League with every fiber of our being, every cell of our body. So we'll give you the coverage. And if you don't get enough here, go to dubnetwork.ca. It's the best. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, now with eight amazing flavors, including the new Almond Mocha, RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. I also have to say, by the way, for the CFL fans, you need to get more vocal. The Happy Gilmore thing. Can we make a little noise here? Because here today you're getting trampled by hockey fans who want to talk about Tim Peel getting fired by the National Hockey League for being caught on a mic admitting a makeup call. Now, I didn't see the highlight of it, and I only watched a portion of SportsCenter this morning, so I'm not sure if they covered it. But I'm going to tell you something. If it wasn't the mic that the refs wear to announce the penalties, and excuse my ignorance because I don't know. Like, if he left that mic on, there might be a little bit of culpability there. But if it's one of those mics that's just situated on top of the glass at the penalty box and that caught him saying it, it's even worse that he got fired. That's what it was? How can anybody in good conscience say this man should be fired for officiating the game that everybody else has? And for Paul Stewart to come out and say that he's never called a makeup call in his entire career? This disgusts me. You're lying to us. You're lying. Or come on here, please, and say that you never made a makeup call in your life. But that's my point. If you have passionate thoughts on the CFL proposing a 20% pay cut to its players, you got to speak up on that. Because the hockey people are trampling you again. Metal Shingle Guy writes in regarding the pay cut proposed to the players. He says the players will be the ones to blame when they don't play. Who's going to bet on the replacement players from CFL Global 2.0? You know, and I, I love the Canadian Football League too. Not as much as the Western Hockey League, but I love the Canadian Football League. And I am actually chomping at the bit to have this discussion about a predominantly Canadian league. Not what it is now. But going back to the 85% Canadian players, hey, I I would love it. It's working for the CEBL. It's working for the Canadian Premier League. Would it work for the Canadian Football League? That's the question now. Great article by Rob Vanstone in the Leader Post yesterday, the Regina Leader Post, saying that this is what they need to do. Go to a more Canadian league and less Americans. Tim McAuliffe's voice is echoing in my ear from Tim and Friends at Sportsnet where he said it might be too late. I'm just not sure you can sell it anymore to the Canadian public because you're getting trampled in your own backyard by the NFL and you let it happen. Wayne and Victoria says, I have to mention that this show is not just good entertainment, but you also stay away from politics and mixing sports and politics to a great degree. It's been hard with what happened this pandemic, but you've done a good job on that. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Wayne and Victoria. Much appreciated. We will bring dupes in next for overtime. Hang on, and a lot of your comments and viewer takeover. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network across all 10 provinces and 31 states, live daily on YouTube and Facebook, and 24-hour sports talk for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Listen live. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. And we found uh, Moose DuPont. Not Moose DuPont. (laughs) Moose DuPont here. What a fantastic show. The guys were saying that uh, Tim Peel is trending on Twitter, and that doesn't surprise me, the fired referee in the NHL. It's It's a shame. And I just wonder if the NHL is going to get away with this or if 
if people will, will hold their feet to the fire. By the way, Theon, Theron Fleury is texting me a storm on the SJHL being canceled. And there's a lot of swears in here. He Can just, you clean it? He clean just it said, they're trying to kill us. Those canceling sports Yeah, is my point. Uh, viewer takeover, as we say, where the heck is it? Oh, Chris Robinson's watching. He says, now, as for mixed doubles curling, hard to wrap your head around at first, but the dynamic of these teams playing with so many rocks in play has been entertaining to watch. Need more of this. Shout out for the mixed curling championships, the nationals in Calgary. I got into this in the Olympics. I'm like, this is exciting. It's not just standing around talking. That's cool. You know, it's, it's good. There's just a lot of things going on in sports right now that have taken my attention more. Our boy J-Rod's watching. You know J-Rod? Yeah. Just before face-off last night in the Pats and Winnipeg Ice, he texts me and says, I'm going to bed, Rod. Good night. I'm like, J-Rod, we're just about to drop the puck. These late 8 o'clock starts are just not, not, not meshing well with not people. Not cutting it, no. And as J-Rod has written in here, he says, I watched the Pats game, two goals right away, then I fell asleep, just like the Riders. Make you fall asleep. <laughs> it was over very early last night, the Winnipeg Ice game. That sucks. Yes. Um, what do you folks want us to talk about? I've been doing a lot of talking here. One thing, What's on your mind? Yeah, one thing I've been thinking about this um, with the officials and calling the rule book and everything else, and that's where we're going, is you, know, you don't want to fight, so just forget about it. We're just going to call the rules, and that's just the way it's going to be. Yeah. Remember when the CFL and we had challenges? And the coaches could challenge because um, we thought there was pass interference here. But in that challenge, you could look at every player on the field and find the penalties. So it was you could look at the offensive, every offensive lineman for holding. You could look at the backside you know, for pass interference. You could look at anything. And it totally took away from the integrity of the game. You know, when a coach could just blindly challenge and hope there was a penalty on the play. Well, all of those things, if robots and computers and you know, the rule book starts getting enforced to the letter of the law... That stuff will wow. be getting called all of the time. Some guy wrote in here, and I can't remember his name, but it was a mic drop comment to Troy Westwood about how the, the, the rules need to be enforced and let the players decide. And the guy said, that saying that you could make call holding on every play in football is true. So don't say that game managing doesn't go on in football either. It's a, it's a misnomer. And what you missed when you were in there doing your thing and I was out here doing mine is I said what what's going to happen now NHL I think this is an incredibly short-sighted decision I'd love to know who made it I'd like to think it's not Colin Campbell to fire Tim Peel over this because I broadcast I was thinking about it the other night over 1400 hockey games that's a lot we would say on the air that's a makeup call you know it so what happens now moving forward Darren when we all know it's a makeup call, but a ref got fired for admitting it was a makeup call. What's going to happen now? I know. Are the broadcasters not allowed to say it? I know. It's such a. I, I don't know. <laughs> and I can only imagine being the officials now, right? In the National Hockey League. What do we do? Yes. You know, let's, let's, let's make sure we tattoo on the inside of our wrists. Turn the mic. Off. But it wasn't, no, no, no. This is what's new, though. And Clark was telling me it wasn't the mic that they wear. Oh. It was a mic on the top of the glass. And I've don't said it. Don't talk out loud. Don't talk. Like, I don't know. The referees are, what do we do now? Well, make sure, make sure for the next six weeks we just call the rules. Forget about managing things. Let's just call the rules. People are going to be mad. Because the games aren't going to be managed the same way. and But call the rules, let this die down, and then we'll see where it goes. It's a really good thing that we save football for Friday. Uh, because can we wait 48 hours for, for, <laughs> for, the, for the football discussion, for instance? Because listen, I want the CFL to play, okay? We all do. I think our numbers would shoot up exponentially if the CFL played this year. So I'm praying that they play. Jeff, the Stamps fan, writes in and says, where is Cody Fajardo? No one has seen him in your parts for ages. 
Well, who cares? He doesn't live here. It's, it's not a big deal. I was never a big guy on players having to live here in the offseason. I know a lot of people were. My thing is just win. I don't care where you live for six months in the offseason. They're not playing football, Jeff, the Stamps fan. So the, the guy's in Nevada. A guy wrote me from Edmonton. His name's Buzzle. And he said he did this graph on interest, Google interest searches for the NFL, CFL, and XFL in the last 18 months. In 2020, CFL just flatlined. XFL spiked, I guess, because they were playing, right, for a period of five weeks. And then the NFL was high where, where it is. And that's why I've been saying forever, you need to stay relevant. You need to stay in the public eye. But nobody agrees with me on that. They never wanted to agree with me on that. But I do want to discuss how the next CFL will look because this Ticats fan wrote in and said, I'm a fan of the CFL because my good friend from Highland Community College teammate from Calgary, Keon Raymond, played. Losing American players would kill the CFL. We're in a massive tug-of-war of what this league needs. Massive. And I don't think anybody's going to completely agree on how it's going to be fixed. That's right. And that's the scariest thing for the CFL. Tomorrow, Dave Poulin, Les Lazaruk, and SJ President Bill Chow. Thanks to our guests today. We'll see you tomorrow at noon Eastern and 10 a.m. Mountain right here on Game Plus. Truth's in the coffee. It's truth serum. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.